worship. We want you to be happy with our worship. We want you to be satisfied, more than satisfied with the words that come out of our mouth, the living that we do with our lives, Father, and the witness that we share with the world. Now today, Lord, we ask that you come into our worship service, that you bless us, Lord, and that you speak to us, you minister to us, and that you, Lord, just touch needs today, Lord, just meet needs, whatever they are, all those spoken and unspoken requests right now, Father, just meet needs today, Lord. We know that you are a prayer answering God. We know that you are a way maker. We know that you are load lifting a burden bearer. So today, Lord, we need you to lift loads today. We need you to bear burdens today, Father. We need you to lead us and to guide us along the way, Lord. We'll be careful to give you the praise, Lord, now as we worship you. We are here to worship you, Father, and here we are to worship you, bowing down on our knees. Bless us today in this service, we pray. Amen. Every heart and sing, sing together. Here we are to worship. Luke 11, verses 1 through 10. This is the English Standard Version. Now, Jesus is praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And Jesus said to them, when you pray, say, Our Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive yes. us our sins. For we ourselves have forgiven everyone who is indebted to us. Yes. And lead us not into temptation. And he said to them, which of you who has a friend will go to him midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves. <clears throat> For a friend of mine has arrived on a journey and I have nothing to set before him. Mm -hmm. And he will answer him within, do not bother me. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his uh, <laughs> impotence, he will raise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. I've read to you Luke 11, verses 1 through 10. 
Amen. Let the Lord add a blessing to the hearing and reading of his Amen. word. Amen. How many of y'all glad that God does just what he said that he would do? Now, you know, you, can't, you can take God at his word. Amen. Now, sometimes people tell you what they're going to do, and they do the opposite or don't do nothing at all. But when God says he's going to do something, you can take him and trust him at his word. Somebody say amen. 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 We're going to have our offering at this time. And after that, we'll have a, another selection by Charles Jenkins um, entitled uh, God, My God is Awesome. Many of you will know that my God is awesome. And during our worship uh, for offering, we will hear from Bishop Noel Jones, not about us. Amen. Come on, Reverend Middleton. Amen. And let's give a shout out to uh, Minister Damien, who's on the line. God bless you, my brother. Good to see you. And so good to see many of you uh, that are here today. Thank you for your presence. Go ahead, Reverend Middleton. Amen. Amen. Good morning, church. <laughs> amen. Well, those are who can see the slide. It should be up here shortly. Give me one moment. All right. It should be before you now. For those of you who can't see it, it says, Worship and giving. <laughs> there are three ways to give. Uh, the first way that we have listed, one out of three in no particular order, is Cash App. Cash App, dollar sign, Calvary, CME, Pasadena. That's Cash App, dollar sign, Calvary, CME, Pasadena. The next way that we have available is Givelify. That's Calvary Christian Methodist Episcopal Church. That's Givelify. Calvary Christian Methodist Episcopal Church. The third way to give is regular mail, which is Calvary CME Church, 135 Glorietta Street, Pasadena, California, 91103. Again, the third way to give is Calvary CME Church, which is regular mail, 135 Glorietta Street, Pasadena, California, 91103. And there's a scripture verbiage below it, and it says, give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That's Luke 6, 38. To give you an opportunity to give, we're going to play Not About Us by Bishop Noel Jones. Let me hear Los Angeles make some noise in this place! Oh, this is a live recording. Get up on your feet tonight. If you can't know that it's not about you, but that it's about Jesus Christ, the one who sits high and slow, make some noise! Oh, y'all too quiet in there. Yeah. Come on, let's go. Hey, Thank you for your giving. Y'all know it's not about us. It's about All right. Come on. It's 
not about you. Hey, but it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. You ought to sing that with them. Amen. 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 We thank God for your giving. We thank God for your uh, attendance here on the line and for your support financially and through your prayers. Um, just not, if not more importantly, um, it is so important that you financially support the work of the church. Amen. But also we need you to support us through your prayers. Amen. Not only through your attendance and your giving, but through your prayers. And we're going to be talking about prayer um, after this election. I hope that you'll be blessed by the word of God. I hope that it will inspire you uh, my prayers that will help change your life and help you make better decisions, help us all to make better decisions as we move forward and we live uh, this thing called life in 2022. We got to get it right. Amen. Uh, during uh, this this month. Amen. We are expecting and thanking God uh, for a wonderful year this year. Y'all don't know about you, but I'm claiming a, a victorious year in 2022. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm claiming God in 22. Amen. Amen. Now, bless. We're going to be blessed in song now at this time by uh, Charles Jenkins. I believe it's Bishop Charles Jenkins and um, singing the song. My God is awesome. Just to prepare your hearts and your minds for uh, worship through uh, the song and through the preaching. God bless you. Somebody lift your hand as we celebrate the greatness of our God. He's great and he's greatly to be praised. It's the worship song that says this, our God is awesome. He can move mountains. Keep me in the valley. Hide me from the rain. Come on, our God is awesome. He heals me when I'm broken. Give strength where I've been weak. Forever he'll reign. Come on, say my God is awesome. Come on, sing it with me. He can move mountains. Keep me in the valley. Hide me from the rain. Hide me from the rain. My God is awesome. He heals me when I'm broken. Heals me when I'm broken. Yes, Lord. Forever he your strength. Come on, if you believe it, yeah. Awesome. Come on, sing it with us. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Those of you have better voices than me, amen. Sing. Amen. Is he awesome? Can't help but worship God. Yeah. Come on and say it. Think about it, Savior of the whole world, giver of salvation. By His stripes, I'm healed. My God is awesome. Today I am forgiven. His grace is why I'm living. Somebody ought to praise His holy name. Come on and testify. You know He's awesome. Say it. Awesome. Awesome. Come on and say awesome. awesome. My God. My God. Awesome. Come on and say awesome. awesome. Come on if you believe it, lift your voice. Awesome. Awesome. Come on, yes, somebody say, He's mighty. He's mighty. He's mighty. He's mighty. 
Come on now. Yeah. Great and awesome, yeah. Provider, come on and say, Protector. Protector. He looks out for us all the time. Everybody's there. Protect us up of us from accidents this week, and we don't even know about it. He can move mountains. Keep you in the valley. Protect you and keep you safe at night from all hurt, harm, and danger. You can worship him. Live for him. Amen. Amen. Would you just give God praise this morning? Just clap your hands. Just give God praise. Amen. He's awesome. He is awesome. Father, we just thank you today for yet another opportunity on this missionary Sunday, Lord, on this fifth Sunday in January. And Lord, we are here to hear a word from you. We are here to be led by you. And we're here to be encouraged, Father, by you. We need your spirit on this morning, Father. Not our spirits, not our power, not our might, but your spirit, your might, and your power. And today, Lord, we proclaim this to be the year of the Lord. Father, we know that every year is yours, but Lord, on this year, 2022, we're going to do our best to live better for you, Lord, and not only that, to get busy for you in building your kingdom. And Father, I pray right now, Lord, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable and pleasing unto you, Lord, because you are truly my strength mm -hmm. and my redeemer. Mm -hmm. And Father, because you are my redeemer, Lord, you're all of our redeemers. And Father, we thank you for your redemption. We thank you for the work on the cross. If it had not been for you dying for us, where would we be? And so today, Lord, we worship you in spirit and in truth, waiting to hear a word from you. Is there a word from the Lord? Yes, there is a word from the Lord. Thank you today, Lord. And today for you, my brothers and sisters, I want you to open up your Bibles to the gospel of Luke, the great physician. Luke, the physician, as many of y'all know, Luke was a medical doctor and he was called into the ministry by God as, the, as a disciple. So God surrounded himself, not only around uh, some hoodlums, amen, but with some professionals too. But we like to forget that God liked to be around rough folk. He liked to be around quick-tempered folk. He liked to be around folks who were quick to judge because 
I believe that God created a great work in their life because the people that knew them and who they had influence over were influenced by the newness in their lives. And so that's just like us. So today, the book of Luke and this gospel, amen. I want us to look very quickly at the Lord's prayer. This is what it says and reading to you from the New King James Version. Thank you, Reverend Middleton, for reading that for us. I had Minister Damien on standby just in case uh, we still having technical difficulties. But this is what it says, Matthew in Luke, the 11th chapter, verse 1. Now it came to pass as he, he being Jesus, was praying in a certain place. Somebody say a certain place, a certain place when he ceased. That one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. Verse two, so he, Jesus said to them, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted or sins against or indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Verse five, and he said to them, and this is a, this is a parable, right after he taught them how to pray, he immediately went into teaching them about a parable of a persistent friend. How many of y'all got some persistent friends, amen? I mean, y'all got some persistent children. And he said to them, he being Jesus, which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey and I have nothing to set before him. Verse seven, and he will answer from within and say, do not trouble me. The door is now shut. And my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. Verse eight, I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. That's an example. You ever have folks ask you for money or ask to borrow money from you? You 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 do another conversation you twist the conversation but it comes back to them asking you again your children in fact have you ever had them ask you for the newest video game the newest shoes money for roblox and I, i'm gonna tell you right now that they are persistent little rascals and they know how to get their parents attention so verse nine he says so i say to you that when you ask, it will be given to you. Seek and you will find it. Knock and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks, it will, it shall be open. Let the church say amen. It's an example of a persistent friend. And he says, because you know he's your friend, you know that you can go to him in the midnight and ask him for food, not for you only, but for another friend that's coming to town. Hmm. Now you think about that for a minute. When we talk about persistency and persistent faith, how many of us are really persistent in praying? Now, this is Jesus teaching about prayer himself. So 
the beauty of it is that he goes straight into this parable, basically telling you, if you really want something, you got to keep asking. He, he, he's going into this parable telling you that, that sometimes when you ask God for something, you can't ask him once and then that's it. You have to be persistent. And is it because God doesn't hear you? No, 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 no. It, 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 what it is, is an expression of how serious you are about what you're asking for. Some of us say that we want to make more money, but we're not looking for better jobs. We're not preparing ourselves to get the skill set that's necessary or the education necessary to command more money on our jobs. But yet we pray and we're asking God to bless us and we're not doing our part. How many of y'all know you've heard the saying, your grandparents, your mother's probably have told you, your father, your aunties, you do your part and God will do what? The rest. You do your part and he'll do what? His part. This is what Jesus is actually teaching us in this parable. And so today I'm going to talk to you from a subject and it may go into next, next Sunday as well, because um, I really want to take my time with this word. I believe that it's blessing you all. I believe that it will bless you like it's blessing me. And I'm going to come from this topic, prayer that profits. How many of y'all want to pray profitably? I'm not talking about for money, but I'm talking about for results. How many of y'all want to lift up your voices in prayer? Because you know that God will answer your prayer. Amen. I don't know about you, but I would rather pray knowing that God is hearing my prayer and will answer my prayer than to pray not knowing what's going to happen or if he's listening at all. Very important that you look at this, the parable of a persistent friend right after Jesus talked how to pray. He says, you got to ask, you got to seek, you got to knock, and guess what? Then you will find. He says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and what? The door will be open. So if you got one door slammed in your face, shut in your face, guess what? Keep praying. And he says, he will open up another door for you. And so we're talking about prayer. That probably, Let me give you something real free. This is this, this, real good, and it's free. This, is, this, this, this ain't even the points that I'm about to teach you, but this is free. You know, do you want to know what the secrets and trials, do you want to know what the secrets, uh, what the secret is to get out of trials? You want to know what the secret is to get out of trouble? You want to know what the secret is? The secret is to keep talking to God. Yeah, even in the middle of whatever you're asking him for, even in the middle of despair, the secret, even in the middle of your trials, even in the midst of them, when it seems as if it's overwhelming you and consuming you, remember the word of God in first Peter said that you will walk through the fires, but what you will not be consumed. It says you'll walk through. Didn't say you won't feel the heat. Didn't say you won't come out smelling like smoke or like you've been through something, but he says he going to bring you out. The secret in trials is to keep talking to God. The secret to have a better situation that you're looking for, the secret to better everything is to keep talking to God. The secret is to keep talking. How many of y'all know and you've been experienced? with a trial and the enemy hurry up places in your mind ain't no sense in you praying what's gonna happen is gonna happen what's gonna be is gonna be it is what it is i rebuke that mindset in the name of jesus do you know that your tongue has the power of life and death the power of life the power of death is in the tongue is in what you speak that's why I'm so serious. I can't stand when we get to a point where God is blessing us and we still look for another shoe to drop. We're looking for the drama because we right now are in the middle of a blessing. You can't even enjoy the blessing because you're worried about what's about to happen next. He says, no, keep talking to me. So the first thing I'm going to teach you today is that prayer that profited, that profits is prompted by a praying Savior. I know it's a lot of P's and PR's. I'll say it again. Prayer that profits is prompted by a praying Savior. I won't say it fast five times. 
but I will say it again. Prayer that profits is prompted by a praying savior. What does that mean? I mean by this, that people who pray profitably, people who, people who pray and get results are those who are motivated by the prayer life of Jesus. How many want to be motivated to have results in your prayer? Well, you got to be motivated by the prayer life of Jesus. Verse one tells us that Jesus was praying what in a certain place. Remember, I asked you to underline that and repeat. I asked you to repeat it, but I'm asking you to underline it now. A certain place. He was praying in a certain place. This alone should teach us something. If Jesus, the Lamb of God, the Messiah, the Word made flesh, the God man himself, found it necessary to pray, the Maker of all things, how much more so is it necessary for his servants to pray? If the creator, if the creator prayed, the maker of all things prayed, then tell me how much more should created beings pray? If the creator prayed long and often, how much more should the creation pray? The disciples saw Jesus practicing prayer. Have your children seen you pray? Have your loved ones seen you pray? Not talk about prayer, but actually saw you get down on your knees and pray. For we know that it was his custom to pray. Jesus did not talk about prayer. He did it. Like Nike, he just did it. The enemy rejoices when Christians spend more discussing prayer than practicing prayer. The enemy love y'all talking about prayer as long as you don't pray. The enemy love you talking about how you want to live better as long as you don't. It's important when the enemy rejoices because we spend more time discussing prayer than praying. And it says in his word that, and when he ceased, when he stopped, they did not dare interrupt God. They didn't dare interrupt Jesus. They waited for him to stop. There are some things that just don't need interruption. Am I right about it? There's just some things that God is asking you to do that just don't need interruption. And prayer is one of them. When you get ready to pray, Make sure you remove the interrupts. Cut, put your phone on airplane mode. Silence your ringtones. Take the phone off the hook. I don't know if that works anymore these days. Let me say a few things in summary of the prayer life of Jesus. Number one, he prayed early. Jesus prayed early. He prayed early. That's why it's important. That in the morning times, you get up early, earlier than you normally should. At least once, twice a week, if you're not doing it daily. I, I know there's many people who have a hard time getting up two or three hours before work um, just to pray and to meditate. And I would imagine that if you were going through a tragic event or something that was life altering or life changing, your attitude about prayer would probably be more serious. Our attitudes would be more serious. We'd, we'd get up early to pray. Not only did Jesus pray early, but he prayed long prayers. Some of y'all can't stand when I preach long or preach over 20 minutes or pray longer than five. You start getting antsy in your seats and, you know, like, man, you know, didn't he just say that? Well, listen, he prayed early. He prayed long. And he also prayed often. You didn't have to wonder whether Jesus had a, the disciples didn't have to wonder whether Jesus had a prayer life. They saw him get up early. They saw him and they heard him pray long and they saw and heard him pray often. The second thing, not only is prayer that prophets is prompted by a praying savior, but secondly, people who pray profitably are few in numbers. Now, reality is there will be many in the church that will mumble when they feel that they're being overlooked. Trust me, pastor's phone 
um, rings off the hook sometimes when some folks may feel overlooked. And I know I'm not the only one. I've got a small ministry that I'm in charge of, right? So I can only imagine what other pastors are going through for members that are overlooked or feel overlooked. There's many in the church that the only time you're going to hear them talk about anything or even open their mouth is when they're overlooked. I'm not talking about here at Calvary, amen. So the reality is there will be many who will talk a good talk. Many even that will be loyal and supportive of the work of the church. I want your loyalty. I want your support. Amen. There's going to be a lot of folk who will be loyal. There'll be a lot of folk who will support the work. There's going to be a lot of folks to be around. But few that will pray. It's few that will bow their knees or lay prostrate before God early, long, and often. Verse one tells us that when he ceased, when he stopped, that one of his disciples, and I wonder, will you be that one today? Say, Lord, teach me how to pray. Will you be that one? To say, Lord, teach me how to have a better prayer life. Some of you know how to pray, but you need a better prayer life. Some of you know how to pray well, but you, you, you've stopped praying for a while. Listen, if you can't say amen, say ouch, amen. He prayed long, he prayed early, and he prayed often. Your praying is not going to profit unless you have the correct attitude. Let me begin to say that too. Verse Amen. 1 says, Lord, teach us to pray. He said, Brother Brian, he said, Lord, teach us to pray. This verse suggests to us that the disciples were willing to pray, and, and that willing attitude was coupled by a desire to be taught. How many of y'all have a desire to be taught? That's why you're here today. That's why uh, you're here to learn. You're here to, to be better. And, and, and so there's a desire in you to be better, to, to do better, to, 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 to live better. And so uh, the disciples said, Lord, I, I got the right attitude. I, 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 I got the, but, and I also have the desire and the willingness to pray. They no doubt prayed before. No doubt you all pray before, but they realized that they did not know it all when it came to prayer. How many of you all realize we don't know it all when it comes to prayer? However, what we do know, Lord, teach us to pray. They went before the Lord with an attitude that said, we are willing to learn. You have our undivided attention. Oh, how we need a willingness to pray in our ministry. Or how we need a desire to pray. Give me people who want to pray. And don't tell me what cannot be done in the church. Give me some folks who are willing. Give me some missionaries that's willing to pray. And some stewards that's willing to pray. And some ushers that's willing to pray. And, 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 and some stewardesses that's willing to pray. Do not tell me about what cannot be done in the church of God with that kind of attitude, that type of dedication, that type of willingness to pray. So yeah, we're going to be starting prayer meeting, Bible study back. We're going to have a portion before we get into the word prayer. Very important. Yeah, it ought, you ought to be waiting to be, to, 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 to be, you ought to be waiting in the door for the doors to open, whether it's on Zoom or, or with the moderator, you waiting on the moderator to let you in, or whether it's at 135 Glorietta, you ought to beat me there from Diamond Bar. Second, not only do we see a desire and a willingness to pray, but secondly, we see a desire to pray according to the correct design. How many of y'all know there's a correct way to pray? I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. Pastor, is there a correct way? Yes, there is a correct way to pray. Verse one, to pray. Verse one tells us, Lord, teach us how to pray. This suggests that there is an improper, an, an improper design, an improper way to pray. What Jesus does, excuse me, in verse two through four is teach them how to pray profitably. So let's look at it. He says, he tells them in verse two, that only that the only way to pray profitably is to have a relationship with God. 
first question, do you have a relationship with God? We got a lot of folks who pray that don't have a relationship with God, not necessarily in the church, but you know them in the world. They talk about how they pray. And that's the, you never knew that they was, that they even believed in prayer, that they even believed in a God to pray to until they opened their mouth that first time. Reality is, listen, there is an improper way to pray. But you also have to have a relationship with God. Verse two says us that not everyone can call God father. Y'all feel me? Not everyone can call God daddy. Only his children can call him that. It doesn't mean that God does not hear their prayers, right? But he has no obligation to answer those prayers. Guess what? When you're his child, he's obliged. He's obligated to take care of you. He's obligated to answer your prayer according to his will. Now, I, I, I'm praying for that new Hummer that's coming out, the EV Hummer that's coming. I'm praying for that. But my wife looking at me like I'm crazy. We're not spending $130,000 for no car. Well, you ain't never got to put no gas in it. So even though I'm praying for that, that may not happen, right? So we got to make sure that we're praying and we have the right to pray because we're the child of God. First thing that you need to do is to pray profitably is you must be related to God as his child. You need a basic relationship with God. Doesn't mean you need to be a theologian. It does not mean that you need to know every word of the Bible in your heart or hiding it. You could be a brand new baby in the Lord. Amen. The first thing you need to do to pray profitably is to be his child. That's the first step is to be his child. You need a basic relationship. The only way that you can be a child of God is that you must be born of him. Somebody say you must be born again. Yes. John, the first chapter, 12 and 13. Do you sincerely know God as father or daddy or papa? Sincerely. You know, my father's gone. He's been gone for a while and I miss him. And I called him dad. I called him pops. But he knew my voice. Even when he was in the middle of, 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 of transitioning from this world to heaven, amen, and, and, and his mind was not in there, he knew my voice. If you do not know him, then you need to get to know him. If you don't know that you need to know him, you need to know that you need to know him. Because he's a good father. I was blessed. Sister Jackie, you had a good father. We talk about how we had good fathers. Listen, the Hams, y'all got a good daddy. Amen. We, had a, we got a good father. We have good fathers. We've had good fathers. But how many of y'all know that as great as our fathers were or here on earth is, amen, God is even greater than them. I'm sorry, Brother Hampton, amen. God is even better, amen, than our fathers. Amen. He's better. David proclaimed, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. There is no evil in him at all. He is a father that knows your needs before we ask him. And he's able to not only ask you and know that you need them, but he's able to check this out, supply them. I feel sorry for folk who don't know God and who are praying to Buddha, and praying to you know Confucius and necessarily praying to Muhammad and praying to, to the, the, the Zionists. Listen, here's the reality. I'm praying to a God that I know can supply my needs. I'm praying to a living Savior. I'm praying to not only a prophet, but I'm praying to a provider. Because I know that he can answer my prayers. I know that he can provide for me. I know that he can supply my needs. He feeds the birds of the air. He feeds the beasts of the field. Aren't we more precious? than all of them. You need to know my father because he's a forgiving father. He won't ride and nag you. He removes our wrongdoing from us as far as the East is from the West. He puts our sins in the sea of forgetfulness and remembers them no more. You need to know my father. I invite you to get to know him today. If you want to pray profitably, you got to be willing to boast about your daddy. 
Amen. I, 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 I heard how uh, my sister, we were selling her uh, parents' home, how she bragged about her dad. And I used to brag, I brag about my father too. Amen. And, and the reality is, he says he wants you to brag about him. He says, be willing to speak well of him. Look at verse two. When you pray, he says, what? Pray, hallowed be your name. What do you think that is? Hallowed be your name. And God, he said, Daddy, you're great. Hallowed. Hallowed be your name. High and exalted. You are highly exalted. Hallowed be your name. Father, you are a better father than I've ever known. That's what he says. You ought to start off by talking about telling God how much you love him and how much you adore him. If it's true, don't lie to God. But if you love him like I love him, and if you love him like I believe each of you do, you start your prayers off by saying, hello be your name. You, got, you, you must be free in your adoration of God. Don't, don't limit your adoration of God. Don't, 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 don't try to put a time limit on how much you thank God or how much you're saying how great God is. How great is our God? How great is he? He says, you ought to tell me that in prayer. Before you begin to ask for things, spend time telling God how and why you love him. Yes, I knew how to get things from my father when he was living. I knew, you know, growing up as a PK, as a preacher's kid, I did compliment him on his sermons, but I showed enough compliment him even more, Brother Damon, when I knew that I needed uh, $10 or I wanted to go ride my bike after church and I wanted to stay out maybe 30 minutes past the streetlights being on. How many of y'all remember you had to be home when the streetlights was on? So, so I knew that if I wanted to ask for something, I knew how to butter up daddy to, to get what I wanted, amen? And, and I'm not telling you, amen, that you ought to be fake in your adoration of God. Like many of us were fake in our adoration of our fathers just to get what he wanted. What I'm saying to you, Jesus himself, the son of God, God in the flesh, is telling you how to talk to him, how to talk to his dad. He's saying that what you ought to do before you ask for what you want, church, is to let God know how much you love him. When is the last time you told God you loved him? I know that. Um, some of us don't like terms of endearment much and we don't, we're not this mushy, gushy, emotional type of uh, people who share, you know, our emotions. We, we figure that makes us vulnerable. But I'm so thankful that you realize that you can never be vulnerable before God. You can never be vulnerable before your daddy. He knows anyway. He knows everything about you. He says, hallowed be your name. So before you ask for him, ask him for anything, make sure you spend your time talking to him. I remember one morning I was uh, taking Erica to school when she was at a private school and, and we got out of the car and I asked her, can I hold your hand? And she wasn't paying me much attention when I asked her that, can I hold your hand? I used to hold her hand going into the door, amen, of, of the school and um, so she wasn't paying me no attention when I asked her to hold her hand. And so I began to just tell her how beautiful she was. I tell her that all the time now because she is. And I just told her uh, how she was my diamond in the rough, how she's my sweetheart. And guess what? That got her attention. You want to get God's attention? Tell him what he means to you. If you want to get God's attention, tell him what he means. Father, you are good. You are better to me, what? Come on, Sister Woods, than I've been to myself. Mm -hmm. you, you ought to tell him that, 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 that you are my way maker. You, out of my, you are my way out of no way. You are my light unto my path. You are my friend when I'm friendless. You are my brother when I'm brotherless. You, are, you healed my body, so you are my healer. Let him know what he means to you. And Jesus tells us in verse two that the correct prayer, prayer that prophets is concerned with the kingdom of God. Your kingdom come. 
Pray that God's rule is done on earth as it is in heaven. Let God know you're not just concerned about him being concerned about your kingdom and your rule, but you let God know that you're concerned about his kingdom and his rule and his will and his order. When you take time for God, letting him know that you are concerned, amen, you know that life goes beyond Pasadena. You know that life goes beyond California. Life goes beyond the U.S. Life is yet to be lived, y'all. Life is eternal. It does not end. We won't spend it all here on earth. But life doesn't end. And so we ought to let him know that we're concerned about the kingdom because that kingdom is going to one day be your what? Your home. I don't know about you, but as I talk about retiring, I look at all these places throughout the country where I know the dollar can last a little longer, possibly. Still can't get over the fact of possibly leaving California. I don't know. It's going to be a hard sale for my family. But I do know this, that when I leave this earth, as much as I'm concerned in preparing for retirement, I'm also concerned in preparing from earthly retirement. And so I'm concerned about the quality that I have put in with building the kingdom of God. My brothers and sisters, are you concerned about the quality that you've putting in to helping God build his kingdom? Or are you just preoccupied with your own selfish kingdoms? Give your business to God. Give your relationship to God. Give it all to him. Don't be concerned. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. Not only shall we be concerned about God's rule, but Jesus asserts that prayer that prophets is concerned with the will of God. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. People who pray profitably, thank you for your patience, but people who pray profitably are anxious to make their requests. How many of y'all excited? You're anxious to pray to God. The scripture teach us that we should make our request known to God as I get ready to close because he cares for us. From time to time, I hear people say that they will pray for other people, but they will not ask for their own needs. Some of you all are used to being saviors. You save everybody else but yourself. You pray for everybody else but yourself. You take care of everybody else but you. So important. And I had to check myself even with my beautiful wife because she takes care of us. And she doesn't take enough time for herself. And I realized that many of you know what I'm talking about. Husbands, fathers. And so I remember that it's important for us to make sure that not only are we concerned about the will of God, but we're anxious to make our requests known. He cares for us. Let me be very frank with you, church. If you don't pray for yourself, don't pray for me. Thank you, but no thank you. If you don't pray for yourself, please don't pray for me because you still got some work to be done. We all got work to be done, but you can't ignore yourself. Or if you feel like you don't need prayer, then we're talking about a whole nother issue. Verse three says that people who pray profitably say, give us this day our daily needs. We are to be concerned with our daily needs why are you worried about tomorrow? Tomorrow will take care of itself. Why are you worried about the bill that's due next month? Go to your father with your daily needs. He cares for you. There is nothing that God will not give. You got to just trust him. Trust him. Trust him.
And as I conclude, I just want to convince you that prayer is profitable. It's profitable. Prayer will result in a great reward. I ask you to have the right attitude and remember that you need a relationship. And do not neglect to go to God with your prayers because he answers prayers. Israel needed water. Moses cried out to the Lord and threw a stick and some bitter water. He threw a stick in some bitter water and that bitter water turned sweet. God answers prayers. Hannah, she was barren. She wanted a child. She, she told the Lord if he gave her a child that, that she would give him back to God. And the Lord touched her womb and Samuel was born. God answers prayers. Elijah cried out, answer me, Lord, so that all the people will know that you are God. Then the fire of God. The fire of the Lord fell from heaven and burned all the wood and sacrificed and evaporated all the water. God answers prayers. God answers prayers. There's nothing too hard for him, church. Jesus prayed and turned water into wine. He spoke and calmed the raging sea. He called Lazarus by his name and, and he came out of the tomb and he was raised from the dead. Ask and it will be given unto you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. I watch and pray so that you don't enter into temptation. David was in the lion's den and, and the lions, listen, the lions was ready to eat him up. But, but then the voice of God cried out. And he was arrested. He didn't suffer. He was delivered. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, as I closed, they were in a fiery furnace. And, 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 uh, hotter. They died putting in the extra wood to make it hotter. But yet Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was in there and they were all right. Somebody ought to say amen because you can be in the middle of a fire, but God will make sure that you come out of it. You can be in the middle of a situation that will destroy you, but God will speak and God will answer and he will bring you out. I don't know about you. I don't know who I'm talking to, but the secret in trials is to keep talking to God. Father, we thank you today. Thank you today, Lord, that we've learned the secret. Now, Lord, we pray for the confidence and we pray for the, we pray for the, 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 the courage to stand on your word. Father, we want to pray profitably. Help us to pray early. Help us to pray long, Father, and help us to pray often. Father, we lift up our ministry to you today, Father. And I know there's some praying folks that's not only on this line, but we got folks praying for Calvary worldwide, nationwide, Lord. Thank you for their prayers. But as they're lifting us up in prayer, Lord, I pray, Father, amen, that you will hear their own prayers. I pray, Lord, that if they're not praying for their own situation, their own selves, Lord, Father, we ask that you move them to see the need to do so. We all should be in prayer. Help us to be better prayers. Help us to send up better prayers to you, Lord. Not rush through our prayer time with you. But we take our time. And let you know what you mean to us. Hallowed be your name. And let you know your kingdom matters to us. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We're concerned about the kingdom, Father, as much as we're concerned about here on earth. Now hear our prayers, Father, and we give you the praise today. Thank you for your word. And we give you 
all of our prayers and thanksgiving. We lift up our voices today to say thank you, Jesus. Because of you, Lord, that we move, breathe, and have our being. Thank you today, Father. I don't know about you, church, but it's a blessing, amen, to, to come here with you. The doors of the church is open. There may be someone today, amen. I don't never like to assume that everyone on the line is saved. There may be someone sitting with you, amen, who does not know Jesus. That opportunity for you to come um, to him and to accept him as your Lord and Savior. That's the first step. That's the prerequisite prayer. Um, uh, answered profitable prayer is to have a relationship with God. So if there's anyone who would like to receive Jesus Christ as your savior, please unmute yourself and make your request known to us and unto God. And I will lead you in a prayer of salvation. And if you believe it in your heart, as you're saying it, you will be saved. Is there any one today? And we thank God for those of you a man who are sharing with us again, uh, maybe for the first time. Thank you, amen, and maybe not. Thank you just for being here with us. And so before we get ready to, to leave out of this place, I just wanted to give you guys a few announcements.